Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. WFAN. WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1, New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, take in Tierney back on the fans that we just heard from Daniel Jones, general manager Joe Shane at the podium out at the Giants facility. Here is the GM. Dinner initially, and they were actually in the building, um, you know, the Thursday, Friday, you know, for a couple of days. And we started our initial conversations then, and, you know, then we kind of, you know, went remote after that up until the combine. So we were in constant communication with them. You know, there's, again, I use that. You know, it was going to get worse before it got better. We started off, you know, we were far apart. And then just over the days, weeks, um, hours, we, we eventually got closer. And, you know, it, uh, yeah, pretty much came all the way down to the finish line. I think literally it was like 354, um, you know, the deal got done and um, there's a lot of moving parts to it. But, you know, without getting into, you know, all the details of what was sticking points and whatnot, um I thought for the most part at the end of the day, we'd we'd get a deal done. Um, Again, I said it all along that franchising wasn't best for the franchise and it wasn't best for Daniel. So at the end of the day, I was pleased to get it done, but it was, uh, it went up, definitely went up to the wire. You you talked a lot about walkaway numbers and lines in the sand and that. Did you have to slide that at all as the clock was ticking yesterday? Did you you hold firm, whatever that that number was in, in your mind going throughout the whole process? Yeah, all the way to the end, there was, you know, again, you, you're not going to get everything you want in negotiation really. Is that ever going to happen? And I think that goes for both sides. So, you know, there was give and take, um, you know, people were standing firm on, you know, what was most important to each side. And then at the end of the day, um, each side had to give a little bit. And, you know, that's why, that's why I went down to the wire and uh, we're happy we were able to get it done. Thanks. Paul Schwartz. Hey, Joe, how you doing? Hey, Paul, I'm great. Good. Um, um, you know, you came in here with with uh, Dave's and, um, you know, we're evaluating everybody and certainly did not have to fall in love with Daniel Jones as a quarterback. Um, you didn't draft him um, by giving him this deal. Are you saying that, you know, you feel you can win a Super Bowl with him? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the goal. Everybody's goal is to to win a Super Bowl. So. You know, I think Daniel, you know, you look at, you know, he played well his rookie year. He, you know, he played well for us his past year. I think, uh, you know, the, the coaching staff has confidence in him. His organization, we have a confidence in him. And, you know, we're going to continue to build the team around him. That's the ultimate goal. And, and um, would you say that um, this contract is more about what he can do than what he has done? Because, you know, around the league, a lot of people look at this, you know what I mean, and say, Daniel Jones, $40 million a year, you know, no way, you know, and they just recite numbers 
that show that he's not a $40 million a year quarterback. So why is he? Yeah, we can't worry about what, you know, people are saying outside the building. All we care about is inside these walls. And we got a very talented, experienced coaching staff. Um, you know, a very talented uh, personnel staff, I believe. And, you know, what matters is what we think inside this building. And that's how we're always going to make decisions. And we're not going to worry about the outside noise. And we're going to be convicted in what we're doing. It's a well thought out process. And, um, you know, we're happy with the decision we made. And we're happy to move forward with Daniel. Thanks. Mm -hmm. All right, Stapleton. Hey, Joe, what's going on? Hey, Art, how you doing? Good. Uh, two things, actually. What, one, did you put any pressure on yourself as the process moved along? The idea of you knew what you wanted to accomplish, you knew what you didn't want uh, to happen. As it started getting closer, did you kind of have to dig in and maybe learn a little bit about yourself in, in this negotiation as far as, you know, how to handle it, how to deal with the emotions. You know, we had just asked Daniel whether that was on the other side of the table or not. Uh, I'm just curious from your perspective, what did you come away with uh, down the stretch of this, of this negotiation? Yeah, I think the, the quarterback deals are always going to be the, you know, I talked to a couple general managers at the combine and, you know, the quarterback deals are, are, are the difficult ones. And, you know, we just went, you know, I went through one a few years ago with, with Josh and learned a lot from, you know, how Brandon handled the situation and also just dealing with, you know, I, Kevin Abrams did a great job, Ed Triggs, Charles Tisch, uh, Max Curran, uh, Ty Sear, Sam, they, they all did a great job with, with stats in terms of where we were going with our incentives, contract structure, whatever it was, the negotiating part, they all did an amazing job. So, you know, last year we didn't have a lot of money. So this is kind of my first time going through a major deal with, um, you know, the team and the negotiating team that's here. And, you know, they did a phenomenal job. So there was some learning there back and forth. Um, you know, again, I, I know I'm stubborn. I know, <laughs> I know I like to dig in. So, you know, some of that came out uh, probably different sides of me that, you know, those guys haven't seen, but um, my experience I had in Buffalo was, you know, I leaned on some of that. And then, you know, again, it was a deal that we wanted to get done and you got to be willing to be flexible in these deals. And, um, you know, that's how we eventually got it done, just being flexible and, and doing what's best for the franchise. And that's where I was at, you know, I was at peace with whichever way we went with it at the end. And, you know, whether it was franchise or getting the deal done, but ultimately my job is to do what's you know, best for the franchise and keep that in mind. And um, I think where we landed was, was best for both parties. Just, just one other quick thing. I had gotten this question a lot as the deadline approached yesterday. How did you, did you guys have kind of a drop dead time where you said, you know what, we can't be messing around knowing that, you know, Wi-Fi goes down and the tag doesn't go into the league office. You know, we had that fax issue years ago with Doomerville yeah. was that came up that came up like one of our guys was saying I don't trust the wi-fi and we got to get this in so yeah that was that was real like we tried to you know propose like hey noon noon deadline like let's let's agree to something by noon and then that way we don't have to scramble at the end and that didn't happen <laughs> so we you know went all the way to the deadline and you know we were scrambling we were prepared we had several emails prepared, you know, depending which, which way everything went. And, you know, fortunately, I think the, uh, you know, best case scenario came to fruition. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. Thank you, Art. Connor Hughes. 
Yeah, Joe, obviously with you guys uh, extending Daniel, you were able to franchise tag Saquon. So I was just wondering where things stand right now with him. Are you guys still negotiating? How are those negotiations going? And is there hope that you might be able to get something long-term done with him as well before the new league year begins? Yeah, I'm going to talk to Saquon today. I talked to him yesterday before, um, you know, we put the franchise tag on him. So again, we've We've had deals out, um, you know, whether it's the bye week or recently, and we're going to continue to negotiate. You know, we love Saquon. He's a good teammate. He's a captain. He's a hell of a player. So, you know, right now he's under the franchise tag. And, you know, as we we build the team and, you know, continue with our offseason plan, you know, we'll, we'll do what's best for the team. And, you know, we're still mapping that out. Charlotte Carroll. Hey, Joe, how's it going? Great. How are you, Charlotte? Good. Um, Daniel said that he was in the building yesterday when the deal went down. Um, I was wondering if you were able to kind of talk with him after what those conversations were like. And now that it's finally settled, how, what that was like to kind of see him in that atmosphere and that environment. Yeah, I think it was a big relief for everybody. I mean, it was stressful enough over the three weeks as you're going to it, going through the process, but then, you know, with the time crunch at the end, um, you know, it was just added stress on top of it, you know, all the way up to the deadline. So I think there was a sense of relief on all parties, you know, afterwards, um, you know, gave some big hugs and and then uh, ran off to do the other things that we needed to do before four o'clock. So, um, again, he was here late last night to to sign the deal. And, you know, again, I think there was just a lot of relief, you know, on both sides. Tom Canavan. Hey, Joe, how you doing? I'm doing good, Tom. How are you? Very good. I For the fans, I mean, you, you can sit around and you can say the Giants went into free agency with $48 million or whatever the number is in cap space. And for the average guy that you're going to think, well, Daniel's getting 40, Saquon's getting 10. Do you have anything for anybody else? Can you explain to them how there's money available for other people? Yeah, with the, with the salary cap and the signing bonus, like, again, where we were, the way we did Daniel's deal with the signing bonus, that spreads out over four years. And then his P5 is um, nine and a half this year. And then the proration of the signing bonus, um, which I think was 36. So, you know, that's where we have money there. It's, you know, everybody looks at the 40 number, that, but that frees up some money. And then, um, you know, we'll see what happens with Saquon. The franchise number is just over 10. You know, if you extend him and there's a signing bonus involved, you could free up more cap space. Um, there's other people, you know, Dexter Lawrence is a guy. Uh, we've started talking about his representatives. You know, he's he's on the fifth year option. You could lower that number with a signing bonus. So the signing bonus allows you to spread the money over uh, the, the length of the contract up to five years. And, you know, that's how you're able to lower um, the yearly amount that counts against the cap. And it leaves you money for everybody else. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Patty, Trina. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Joe, you mentioned that you've, you've had conversations with Dexter Lawrence's reps, but I'm just wondering with Daniel having fallen into place, Saquon, the tag in place now, where do you stand with decisions regarding Kenny Galladay? Is he a pre-June or post-June? And also, what about Leo, who I think you had mentioned you were looking to maybe do something with him? Yeah, those are ongoing conversations. Like We got back from the combine late Sunday night. Um, athletes first was here on Monday. So, um, you know, the meetings that I've had this morning are usually done the Monday after the combine. So it was kind of a wait and see until, you know, we knew where we landed with Daniel and Saquon. And now that, you know, now that we're there, 
you know, now we're really going into strategy meetings leading up to Monday when we can start negotiating with free agents. So, yeah, you know, Kenny, again, we'll, we'll, we'll see. There's a good chance that, uh, you know, we just take the hit this year. Uh, we've already, we already have some money that's, you know, dead money in 2024 just to get through this past season. We had to do some roster, um, you know, some financial moves and actually kick money into dead money into 2024. So, um, you know, if we can take our medicine this year, I think that'll help us in 2024 and, you know, get out of the business, hopefully of, you know, having dead, you know, a lot of dead money in any, any year. And then just one quick follow-up, if I may, you know, the advantage to obviously making Kenny a post June 1st is you get, you don't get to use the money until after June 1st, but you get a lot more and you of course have a, you know, a spillover to the following year when the cap goes up. So might that be a, an option for you to consider, considering that, you know, that'll give you enough to get you through 2023. Plus, if you want to extend somebody, now you have a nice little cushion, if you will. Yeah. And that goes, I mean, that, that could be said for next year, if you're sitting there with 17 million in dead money and it's 12 months from now, I'm like, gosh, dang, I wish we'd have just taken our medicine last year. We'd have you know, we'd have more money and you got Andrew Thomas, who's a good player. Um, you know, Xavier McKinney, there's, there's other players on the roster that you may want to extend, or if you want to go outside the building. So if we have the financial flexibility, just to, you know, take our medicine and take on the dead money this year, um, you know, that may be better, but those are all decisions that we'll make moving forward that, you know, we're having those meetings now and going through what the base, best case scenarios are. And, you know, we still have till Wednesday to make that decision. Thank you, Joe. Kim Jones. Hey, Joe, how are you? I'm great, Kim. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm just wondering, without asking you state secrets, like now that you have Daniel uh, under wraps, and I'm going to presume Saquon, um, how do you go about making this offense better and making this team better around what is now your franchise quarterback? Yeah, we're, I mean, there's, there's several avenues. Now we have some financial flexibility this year, you know, again, this, this morning we're, we're going over the free agent market. Um, and again, I know people want to talk about offense and the receivers a lot, but, you know, I, you know, we're still building a team and um, you know, often, you know, all three phases, you know, we're going to look to upgrade, you know, offensively, defensively and our special teams units. So um, it's nice again, to have, you know, the draft capital that we have, the financial flexibility we have to really start building this thing. You know, I don't think, you know, I, I don't want to say this is this starts the build because, um, you know, we made some moves last year and, you know, through the draft and some waiver wire claims that are still going to be here. But, you know, this is this is finally where we have, you know, flexibility, draft capital, a second draft class. And we really start building this thing, knowing that, you know, we have Daniel in place. You, you inherited, you know, somewhat of a mess last season. Is there a way that you would be able to explain to us how much better you feel? Uh, about the organization right now and its flexibility in some respects? <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a good example. We were just talking about a player. I won't name the position or anything. It's like, yeah, we're guessing his market might be two and a half. And I'm like, it's a, we can afford that. Like, <laughs> like, it's only two and a half. Like, we can actually afford it. You know, we're not uh, shopping for minimum players anymore. So even players like that, that can be really good depth players, um, will make us that much better. So yeah, just having the flexibility now to, you know, be creative, uh, you know, go get players, you know, it's maybe a little bit higher value, but, you know, also being able to sign, whether it's tier three players, two, one, however you do it, just, we can map it out and there's players that we can go, we can go um, procure now that maybe we weren't in the past. So this off season, a little bit, I still believe in, you know, building through the draft and um, you know, we can, we can sign guys in free agency to help the roster, but I still think with, you know, Daniel and, you know, 
Dexter coming down the road and some of the other players, like you're still going to need to build through the draft because I think there's going to be some players that are making good money on our roster. So it's still going to be important. Last one real quick. Did you hear from anyone in Buffalo kind of congratulating you? You, you went through that with Josh, obviously, and now you, you have your own situation. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I had a few, a lot of those. And then, you know, talking with Brandon, I talked to him last night, just, you know, again, you're, I, I watched him a lot go through this, but until you actually go through it, you don't realize, you know, the stress, the pressure, uh, the back and forth and, you know, the sleepless nights and, you know, how much it weighs on you. So, you know, I, he, uh, I told him, I totally understand now those mornings when he came in and he, he looked like hell because he, he wasn't sleeping. And, um, you know, I, I knew exactly where he was. Thank you, Joe. Mm -hmm. Pat Leonard. Hey, Joe, uh, wondering, you know, in the 11th hour when you said both sides had to stand for what they wanted most and then concede some things. As you got, as Daniel ends up getting $40 million, getting this guaranteed money, what do you feel like the team got in concessions that were important to you guys at the end of the day? Yeah, I don't want to get into the details of it, but I mean, we, we, came to a, we came to a spot where what was important to them and what was important to us, we came to an agreement. They got what they wanted. We got what we wanted. And there were some uh, concessions on, you know, other things that maybe weren't as big of a priority. So we hashed that out all the way up to the end. And again, like, I think where, where they gave and we gave, and um, I, I really do like, you know, the best deals are one when both parties are happy at the end. And I, I think that's the landing spot we came to. And uh, Julian Love looks like a guy who you now have to turn your attention to wondering if you have um, any optimism that that will get done, or if you feel like there's still a gap there with uh, about a week to play with here. Yeah, that's a good question, Pat. And we're going to, we're going to reach out to our UFAs today. We've been, again, Kevin Abrams did an amazing job. Ed Triggs, those guys did awesome. So Charles Tish, we're going to start reaching out to the agents today, um, you know, kind of see where they are, where we are, and, you know, again, see if we can get something done before, you know, Wednesday when the new league year starts. So we'll, we'll be in constant kind of communication with those guys over the next few days. One last one. Um, was How involved or not involved was John Mara in this deal actually happening at the end, getting done? Um, you know, how involved was he in the process? Yeah, no, I just, John Mara, Chris Mara, Steve Tish, they were, you know, I got a text chain with them. I called them. I've talked to them. I, I kept them abreast um, since the beginning of the process. We started three weeks ago. So phone calls or text chains, you know, just keeping them abreast on what was going on. Thanks. Yep. We'll take three more. Jordan Renan. Hey, Joe. What's going on, man? Hey, Jordan. How you doing? I'm good. Uh, I'm curious. How much time do you guys think you get that you and their side put in in the last, uh, I don't know, two two or three days? I know they came out here Monday. Like, did you guys pull an all-nighter that night? Like, how long were you working on it? And did, was there were there points where you guys separated and were like, man, I'm not sure we're getting there? Yeah, we were here late Monday night. Yeah, we were here. We were here late Monday night, um, back in early Tuesday morning. So, yeah, I mean – I mean, it was on our mind for, you know, the last 72 hours. I mean, I would say the last three weeks because we've been in constant communication. But, like, them being here physically, I mean, we, we met with them, I mean, nine straight days up to the end. So, fit like, in person, you know, nine straight days of meeting. So, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of time, whether it was at the combine or when they were here. So, um, a lot of time, like, got a little dicey yesterday as it was getting close to 3.30, 3.40. There was part of me, like, you know, that we may not get to the finish line and then, um, you know, again, the last four or five minutes, we we tied a bow on it, luckily. And then you said, you know, both sides kind of stood ground on what was important to them. I'm curious, what was important to you when you 
went into this deal? Like, what did you want to get out of it as, and like a big picture? Yeah. I just, I wanted to know we had our quarterback here um, and it wasn't a franchise tag type deal. So I, that was, to me, that was a worst case scenario, putting the franchise tag on him. But I also knew I had that as a tool. So the deal had to make sense um, for the franchise, you know, both short-term and long-term. And, you know, that, that was what. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It was important to me, and the fact that we didn't have to put the franchise tag on him and um, the way the deal was structured in the years, you know, again, I think both parties were happy at the end. At Valentine. Hey, Joe, I'm curious. You know, when a new regime comes in, you and Dave's came in last year. This is not how this usually goes when there's a, a quarterback in place that there's a question about. I'm curious if a year ago you thought you'd be here today signing Daniel to a long term contract and, and when you really thought, you know, that that's the, the direction you wanted to go. Yeah, I would say if I thought I was going to be here a year ago, I would have done that fifth year. <laughs> I'd have done the fifth year option, um, you know. But again, I knew from doing work on Daniel coming out in the draft, the type of person he was uh, from everybody in the building, the type of person he was, the, his work ethic. He has all the physical tools. He's athletic. He can make all the throws. Just the situation he was in, I, I do think you have to look into that, like year two and three, you know, what he went through. Um you know, the talent that was around him, the injuries, you know, there was a lot that went into it, but being around Daniel for the last, you know, 13 months and seeing him play in the fourth quarter comebacks and winning a playoff game on the road. And there's a lot of positives that, you know, a 24, 25 year old young man 
just displayed throughout the season. And, you know, the upside, I got a lot of belief in our staff and Daniel's work ethic and their relationship that, you know, we'll continue to grow and Daniel can get to the better. If, if he's just at his floor right now, I'm really excited about what his ceiling is going to be. Thank you. Last one here, Bob Brookover. Hey, Joe. Um, you you, uh, you mentioned Saquon, but he had said before free agency or before this whole, as soon as the season ended, that if he was tagged, he would not be happy. Uh, do you get the impression right now that he is not happy or have you alleviated that by saying, hey, we're still working here, Saquon? Yeah, I, I haven't talked you know, in depth with Saquon yet. I'm, I'm going to talk with him today. And, and again, we that's negotiations. You know, we, we, we had some deals out there. and We tried to get a deal done with him and his representatives and and we couldn't. And, you know, I think both parties knew at the end of the day that, that this was an option. And, um, you know, I think, you know, again, if he's, he's frustrated, you know, I can understand some of that. And, you know, we could be frustrated as well that we weren't able to get a deal done. But I love Saquon. He's a good player. You know, he's going to be a part of this team going forward. And, you know, we'll see where it goes You know, from here. And the other question is, how much of an impact, now that you do have some money to go out and and spend, how much of an impact do you think free agency, outside free agents, can have on improving your team this offseason? Yeah, certain positions I think are going to have a major impact, um, depending where we go and, and the price point. Again, like we can't negotiate until Monday, so we're not really certain where some of these players are going to be from a financial standpoint, you know, contract years and, 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 and those type of things. So, um, you know, we'll be fiscally responsible with, with the moves that we make. And again, I think when you're signing people outside the building, you got to make sure you're right on the character of the medical. It's not like the draft where we can go to the combine and, you know, we can, we can do physicals on these guys and, you know, see where they may have previous injuries and what those look like. And, you know, you don't get to interview them and go to their schools and all that stuff. So, you know, we got to be, uh, diligent with our, you know, research on, on, on the players. And then, you know, also be, like I said, be fiscally responsible with where you pay these guys. So we're going to do our research and, you know, we get, I think we got some players targeted that will, will make impacts if, if, if the contract structure is right. Um, and again, if not, we have plan B, C and D um, if we need to go there. And then the one last thing, I'm just following up on Pat asking about Julian, you had said last week, let's some guys have been released. Let's see where the safety market is going. How do you feel about without naming any, any names, this free agent safety market? Yeah, I think there's some depth there. I really do. So that's, again, it, it's not just when you're looking at the markets, you also, have, I think you really need to look at the draft too. If it's a, if it's uh, let's say it's a deep safety market and free agency, and there's some really good safeties in the draft, well, then sometimes that suppresses the market. So we'll take all that into account. If again, if 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 a you know a player and their price gets out of hand, hey, just we also know what the the landscape of the draft looks like, and there's different avenues you can you know acquire players, and you know we'll make sure that you know we're aware of all those. Thank you. All right, so there you go. That is a, a pretty detailed look as to how we got to where we are right now. You heard from Daniel Jones, Joe Shane. Uh, very engaging, pretty good stuff. Lifted the curtain back a little bit. Some tense moments for sure. Nine straight days meeting Daniel Jones' uh, re- uh, reps. That's nuts. And it was a little late, but they got it. Uh, and that's what matters. The fan is better when you're part of it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. All right, take it. Tierney back on the fan. So you heard from Daniel Jones. You heard from Joe, Sa- Joe Shane. 
boy Joe Shane's got a lot more of an interesting delivery, doesn't he? <laughs> Danny puts you to sleep a little That's bit. That's fine, though. I don't <laughs> mind that, as long as he balls on Sunday that afternoon. The big thing that matters. Nothing, nothing huge to take away from Daniel Jones, other than congratulations. We're, I'm glad he's here. I really am. And Joe Shane said it best. Basically, this was his quote, just if this is his floor, I'm really excited about his ceiling, where Daniel Jones can go. And again, this is what we speculated about. This is what we said at the top of the show. That's why he got a $40 million deal, because they believe that he's got a long way still to go before he reaches his ceiling. And the things that we've constantly talked about, the fourth quarter comebacks, the playoff win on the road. I think we discount that sometimes because we feel like the Giants were just a better team than the Minnesota Vikings and they played better, but it's hard to win playoff games. That's true. It is really hard to win playoff games on the road. So mm-hmm. Daniel Jones, is, and he played great in that game. He deserves credit for it. Some people don't want to give it to I him. I agree with that. But he deserves credit for that. It's almost like it's more alive. Well, the Vikings defense was terrible. Yeah, exactly. And when it wasn't good, but you still got to give credit where it's due. He was fantastic, fantastic in that game. Fantastic in that game. No question. The, uh, the, we found out what the signing bonus is. $36 million prorated um, over over four years. So that that's that was some clarity, which is, which is uh, $9 million dollars a season yep. which means his base salary for next year is nine million dollars i think he actually said that so uh, that that's where the 18 19 million dollars in the cap hit comes from and but the other thing the other takeaway larger takeaway i got is that it feels like the giants and joe shane um and kevin over there are still worried about the giants cap health he, he talked about kicking you know wow if we did this and if we just take in our pain now, it, it looks, feels like, at least listening to what Joe Shane just talked about, that 2024 is when the Giants will really feel that they can do whatever they want cap-wise. If, if they're not shopping in the bargain basement now. Because you know they can still pay a guy two or you know maybe three million dollars a year. And more about depth, though. He said yep. that. Whereas last year you were finding those depth players. At league minimum, mm-hmm. it's, it's just a different quality of player. So they're slightly out of the cap hell, but they're still in it a little bit. That those were a couple of my takeaways from listening to both of these, but mostly Joe Shane. Yeah, Joe definitely acknowledged that it was a good blueprint of what the, they were probably going to try to do moving forward. So don't expect you know this inf- incredible infusion of free agent talent. Yes. Drafts different. Uh, still have to be judicious with the money, and uh, yeah, you could keep punting it, but never really get out punting it down the road. But you never really get out of that yeah, cap. You, you got to take your pain, or take it on the chin, and eventually have freedom to really go for it. All right, eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Let's hear from you again, uh, Joey on Staten Island. Joe, what's, what's up, happening, Joe? buddy? Hey, how you doing? We're good. Um, I have two questions, and I'll take my answers off the line. Yeah. Offline, uh, uh, Joe, you know, Joe. Joe, you got to hang on that's, so we can ask you questions yeah, back right, to Joe. your questions. That's okay. a penalty. <laughs> Go now, ahead, Joe. <laughs> Dave Gettleman's legacy will always be linked to Daniel Jones. Does that apply to Joe Shane now with this new contract? Um, and second, in some ways, yeah. Did, in some did, ways, just real quickly, yeah, it definitely does because they they didn't know what they wanted to do with Daniel Jones. They made him prove it. Hell, we talked to him at week nine. He still hadn't proved it yet. So. Uh, by right. hanging on to him and paying him what they're paying him, of course he now claims it's like adopting the kid. You know, you you birth the kid when you draft him, but when you when you sign him and he's not, you adopt him. The Giants have adopted him, right. and Joe Shane has adopted him in a way. Yeah, he took on the father role. I guess yeah, you could exactly, say. <laughs> exactly right. 
Now, also, listening to that interview, I'm sure we could all agree, it was a total drip. It felt like I was listening to a hockey interview. And I was just curious, did you guys hear more ums or uh? And I'll take that off the air. The content was, thank you, Dove. Dove on the money. Dove was getting frisky in there. He's like, when is this Jones interview going to end? I want to hit the siren. Hey, listen, at the end of the day, you know, would you rather have somebody who's glib and a little bombastic and a little and and, and doesn't play well, mm-hmm. but is an interview? You know, is a good interview and an entertaining quote, or a guy who's a little drab and a little boring and uh, very monotone, but uh, you know, he's going to ball out. Yeah, well, hopefully he keeps balling. He, he balls he, out more than he did a year here's ago. Here's the perfect antithesis of Daniel Jones, who? who we talked to before he got drafted from UCLA. Oh yeah, Josh Rose. We talked to Josh Rose. Yeah. Great interview. Yeah. Dude had an answer for every question. And afterwards, BT and I, after we got let him off the air, we we're like, oh, I don't know about that. You sound like you're BSing a lot, kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd mm-hmm. rather have Daniel Jones. Go ball, say little, than say a ton and can't do jack. I agree with that. Let's get Ralphie right here in Manhattan. Ralph's on the fan with Tiki and Tierney. What's up, Ralph? What's up, Ralph? You're being you're being kind when you say monotone. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> we're not here to you know, we're not here to be mean. I mean, listen, the guy's not a professional, he's not an actor, he's not a comedian, he's a quarterback. <laughs> and he's a He's a hell of a good guy. I, had, I never knew I had narcolepsy until that. Well, anyway, listen. <laughs> Stop. As far as, you know, I'll tell you, they have to be kidding with this contract. Now, I may be uh, old school, as they say, antiquated. You can say whatever you want about me, but I'll tell you, when they speak fiscal responsibility in the same breath, handing somebody $40 million per, and Tiki, you could speak on this. Yeah. Tiki, you, you're, you're, you were such a uh, dynamic ball player. That uh, you know, if ever anybody deserved an astronomical salary, I would say I would say maybe you did. And they don't pay running backs, and they still like don't you. pay running backs. <laughs> and, and, I, and I know they don't because their shelf life is you know that of a net. Right. But right. you know when you're talking Not about that, <laughs> but when you're when you're talking about um, you know, I'm I'm just shocked that people uh, that feel the way I feel because I speak to them from time to time. They don't squawk on the air. They don't want to make themselves look like they're a, a downer mm-hmm. on the air, but. There has to be people out there scrounging like a dog for the next penny, looking at forty million monopoly money, if you will, and saying to themselves, "My goodness, I can't identify with these athletes yeah. anymore." They make they make these salaries that are that are. Yeah, but hold on, Ralph. But Ralph, that, but that's not a Giants problem, or that's not a Daniel Jones specific thing. That's a sports right. thing, and yeah. we we could have had this conversation going back 10, 15, 20 years ago when the average athlete began to outdistance themselves by such a wide margin, the relatability factor was gone. Yeah. This is not new. This has been going on for a couple Ralph, decades, Ralph, Ralph. Ralph, BT and I have yeah. talked about this a lot, particularly with basketball players. Because yeah. basketball mm-hmm. players are making $50 million a year, $200, $300 million contracts, and it's fully guaranteed, whether they're great or whether they suck, and they don't care about the fan. Right? Well, Half of them don't want to play. You know, well, can so- I tell you about the fo- can I tell you about the folly about uh, guaranteed contracts? How absurd is that? The guy the guy goes out there, signs an astronomical deal, breaks uh, whatever he breaks, yeah. and you're stuck. But here, but here's the thing I want to ask you, and I'll, and I'll take off. Yeah. Where does it Where does it end? Where do you say, well, we have to draw that proverbial line somewhere, and here it is. Where does these, uh, these you know, astronomical it, you know, fees end? Ralph, it's a good question. And I don't think there is a finite number where it ends. And the reason is because there's so much money coming into the sport. The NFL signed a $100 billion 
television deal. It goes out over some time, but yep. it's a $100 billion deal. Because of the relationship with the NFL and the NFL Players Association, the owners and the union, that money is divided. It has to be spent. It has to go somewhere. And that somewhere is to the players because they're a big part of that. And so is Daniel Jones or Dak Prescott actually worth uh, you know, $40 million? Well, if you're doing percentage of the cap, yes, they are. It's just it's just going to keep going. There's no end to it, per, you know, per se. And it's, it's really interesting how the dynamic works because relative to the average worker in this country, it seems exorbitant. Oh, it's... But it is the market. Just like if you are the CEO, BT, of a Fortune 500 company, guess what? Your salary is going to be 30-something million dollars, whether you do a great job or a terrible Although, job. Although, but you could be you could be fired. I of mean, course if, if, you there, can. if there's a downtick. But my point is, your salary yeah, is, is what the salary is. Yeah. And and so for the, for the quarterback in particular in the NFL, the salary simply is what the salary is. You mentioned the TV money. How about the infusion of gambling money? Ugh, I mean, it's, it. it's really, yeah. I, listen, my bigger issue is with the NBA. I mean, two of the five highest paid players this year in the NBA. You've got now. You got no problem with Steph making big money, or even LeBron. I know he's banged up now. We're KD, yeah. who's number five in the NBA. John Wall is making the second most money of any NBA player What's he this, year? this year. Forty-seven point three million dollars, and Russell Westbrook, who's done, is making and has been done for years, just about forty-seven million. All right, those guys are spare parts on teams. Well, I mean, the Clippers actually could win something, but yeah. you know, I mean they. Think about this. I mean, John Wall didn't play a second year ago. He made $45 million. And we're going to have a, a problem with the quarterback in the New York market. Yeah. Who, by uh, the who way, won a playoff game on the road making 40. I have no problem with and that. And I can quibble how good Daniel Jones ultimately will yeah. be, but I have no problem with Daniel and, Jones making 40 million. And Daniel Jones can be dismissed in two years. That's the other thing. Right? Every penny's guaranteed. That's right. In every sport but the NFL. So, when this happened, you talked about it on the fan. The New York Mets for the first time in 15 years are champions of the National League. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the Free Odyssey app. Tiki and Tierney back on the fan. It's 11.56. This day is flying. We heard from Jones. I mean, that was actually, that was not moving quickly. Uh, but we carried the Shane Press Conference as well. All right, so Adam Schefter just spoke, uh, I don't know, I saw it on Twitter a little while ago at length about, about the Rodgers situation. Now, there's no new update. Uh, the strong belief, and, and again, uh, you know, I... This doesn't surprise me, but this is the latest reporting. Increasingly evident that Jordan Love's going to be the Packers quarterback. Like, mm-hmm. Green Bay had to reconcile with him that we want to move on from Rodgers. They, they, they don't want Rodgers. They, they get a lot of cap relief. They save money. It's not even about the draft equity. I've always said that. that now I'm inserting Schefter didn't say that. I don't think they're getting a one. I think they'll take whatever they could get for the most part. I don't know who else is going to try to outbid the Jets. Vegas isn't going to be in it. Because Vegas, and, and Teak, you know this, but all the guaranteed money has to be an escrow. And that's a lot of money that Mark Davis does not have. Yeah. All right. So the the options are very limited. And to me, it seems like a two-team race. I, I guess I'll always leave the door slightly ajar for a dark horse, desperate team, whatever. Last second Hail Mary. It's either he retires or he's a Jet. And I'm saying 90% he's a Jet and 10% he hangs him up. Yeah, How about you? I, th- I, think, I think that's about right, even though I'm... I mean, I'd probably put it 75-25, so just a little bit more that I think he might retire. But 
He's going to play. I think he wants to. I think he still has a little bit of that bug in him. The only thing that I could see pushing him away um, into retirement, because I think it is Jets or retirement, is if he just doesn't like the Jets situation. And I can't, I, I mean, if I was in his place, and I'm not, if I was Aaron Rodgers, I'd look at the Jets and say, Man, this is really interesting. Mm-hmm. They got some talent. They got a, a, a coach that I. It's got a ton of energy. I like him. A coach I've already worked with. Exactly. General, oh, you're, ta- you're talking about Hackett. I'm, I'm talking about Hackett. Gotcha. And and then a head coach who's got some. I don't know. He's got some proving to do, but it's not. He's, I'm not really worried about him. Look what he's done with the defense. The Jets are intriguing, and so that would be the only thing that would make me not want to go if the Jets had some question marks. There's not a ton of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to need him to get a haircut, though. Hey, he's looking <laughs> a little bit old here. I mean, listen, I'm jealous of the hair. He's a mm-hmm. good-looking guy. I'm not saying that he looks good, all that. The hair is glorious, but he's got to lose it. He looks like he's 53 years old. So yeah. when he comes here, I want to see a nice buzz cut. I want to see cleanly shaven. You know, I want to see a youthful look for my quarterback that's going to throw 41 touchdowns and set, set, set jet records, okay? Can we do that? <laughs> yeah, sure. We're going to cut his hair. <laughs> I love it. It's a little straggly. It is. <laughs> it though. is. It, it, is. You know, it makes, grays look, it in makes there. it look old. It does. It definitely does. You know, when you cut the hair, usually the, 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 the tighter... That's why that's why I like when my son gets his hair buzzed. Like you get that more that youthful look, you know? Uh-huh. Start growing the hair out as an eight year old. You start looking like a ten year old. Now we want to keep you young. All right. 877-337-6666. So that's the latest on Rogers. The Jets contingent obviously flew back. Uh and stuff something's gonna trickle in today or tomorrow. And we will have resolution by this absolutely in a couple days. I mean, at some point, we got to know what this guy wants to do, and I think he's going to want to play for the Jets. All right, let's get the update from Bogus. We'll come back and get back to your calls as well. All In is next in addition to that. Tiki and Tierney on the fan. Here's Bogus. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 